One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to Saturday's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, John Jackson. Coming up today, Chelsea cruise to their first win of the season. He's still going Sterling. It's a brilliant goal for Chelsea. He just rolled it into the bottom corner. Outrageous from Raheem Sterling. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp responds to Mo Salah rumours. I understand uh, 100%. That's not comfortable. It's not cool for us. That's how it is. And we build up to the heavyweight clash between Alexander Usyk and Daniel Dubois live on TalkSport this evening. I think it's one of Usyk's toughest fights ever had at heavyweight. We start with last night's Premier League action as Raheem Sterling inspired Chelsea to a comfortable win over Luton Town. Here's how it sounded on TalkSports. Chelsea need to get back to winning ways. The crowd need to get used to seeing their team winning again, and Mauricio Pochettino knows that. Can Luton produce what would be a remarkable shock, or will Chelsea pick up their first win? Under Maurizio Pochettino. Thiago Silva back across goal. Sterling on the volley. Good save, Kaminsky. I mean, Chelsea generally have started really well. One touch football. Dynamic quick boot from Sterling. He dribbles past Giles. He's still going Sterling. It's a brilliant goal for Chelsea. He just rolled it into the bottom corner. Outrageous from Raheem Sterling. What wonderful skill and ability and pace and composure and finishing. Chilwell all the way through the middle. Oh, and he tried to play it square. And it deflected behind off Bell for a Chelsea corner. But my, oh my, why didn't Ben Chilwell just strike it? Here's Morris in the penalty area. Finds Adebayo. Adebayo wide to Giles. He struck it well and it was gathered by the goalkeeper. Luton very much in this match. You just know that the beauty of the Premier League is that you never give up hope, you never lose belief. Don't know where this next goal is going to come from. Really engaging and intriguing second half. Gusto first time cross, Sterling! Turns it in for two! Two for Raheem Sterling, two for Chelsea. That should kill off Luton Town. Chelsea looking for more goals. Sterling's no cross, tucked in by Jackson! Nicholas Jackson off the mark in a Chelsea shirt. That's the goal scorer that I wanted to see next from a Chelsea point of view. That's the full-time whistle and Chelsea have their first victory under Maurizio Pochettino. The new era is off and running. It's official and it's been a sterling night for Chelsea. Chelsea 3, Luton 0. We've got to talk about Raheem Sterling's performance. When you've got an inexperienced team, how important is it that your senior players, like him, are at their absolute best? And it looks like he's nearing 
his absolute best out there. Absolutely. Look, first of all, Hugh, actually, it's really important for him personally to be playing well because he didn't have a good season last season and everyone was looking towards him to be one of the leaders. And actually, in pre-season, there could have been an argument for him not starting the season because others had played arguably better. So for him to be doing so well, I thought West Ham was absolutely superb. Against Liverpool, he was really, really good. Tonight, he bossed it as well. And there were moments where, you know, it's so difficult for the Luton defenders to try and steer close to, stay close to him. I thought the goal was just brilliant. You know, you're right about there was too much of a gap, but he took the gap. He went past another player and then had the composure to just stroke it into the far post with his left foot. But again, it's two goals, it's one assist. And in terms of what you were saying about the, the, the young players... It is absolutely critical that the young players, both on the pitch and off the pitch, kind of look up to the senior pros because they set the example. They set the, you know, the, the principles of what a club is all about, the DNA. And the way that a Didier Drogba, a John Terry, a Frank Lampard, an Ashley Cole, a Petr Cech, a Michael Ballack, all those did naturally. You know, we don't have those in a Chelsea shirt anymore. So when you do have some senior pros, that was a senior pro performance. Got to say, these Luton Town fans making huge noise. As I say, virtually all of the 3,000 still here to show the appreciation to their side, just as loud as they were at kickoff. So I think they're going to savour their Premier League experience. Um, but I, I wanted to go back to a play you mentioned so many times during commentary. Nicholas Jackson, who got his first Chelsea goal this evening and worked tirelessly throughout the night. And he's someone who could be a real focal point. Raheem Sterling probably, I mean, he probably won't care what I'm going to say, but he also probably won't be happy. I, I, I won't give him the man of the match. Just because I think that Nicholas Jackson coming into this game or coming into Chelsea, where the number nine, only Diego Costa, there's been so many good number nines sort of name-wise that have actually worn that shirt or been that striker for Chelsea, and yet it's not happened for them. He looks like he is really ready to grasp the netto and say, I'm going to be the Chelsea number nine that can lead the line. The way he used his strength, his power, his movement off the ball, but also with it, the one-twos he has, he has defenders hanging off him. But he also, re I'm also really pleased for him that he got in the right place at the right time and got that goal. It was a fantastic striker's performance. So for him, for Raheem Sterling, Enzo Fernandez looks great, Ben Chilwell down the left-hand side, there are so many positives. After the game, a delighted Chelsea manager Maurizio Pochettino and, as you might imagine, a not-so-delighted Luton Town boss Rob Edwards spoke to Talk Sports. The Chelsea boss is with me in the tunnel at Stamford Bridge. Maurizio, how satisfied are you with that victory and the performance tonight? Really pleased. I think the performance was, was good, was solid. Pleased for the player, they full deserve the credit, they deserve the credit. So happy for them and for all the people that after uh, time uh, to see again and to feel the victory on Stanford Bridge is important for the fans also. Is that a win that has been coming that your performances have merited? I think we deserve. On then uh, we were fully deserved the, 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 the victory. We were better than, than Luton, of course. And yeah, so pleased about the victory to, to it's this type of victory that helped from the beginning to build the, the, the confidence and the trust and keep going, pushing and, and believing in the way that we are working. A hugely impressive performance from Raheem Sterling tonight. What work have you done with him, perhaps on the training ground, to, to get him to the level that he is? I think he, he deserves the, the credit because he's working really hard, his commitment with the, with the team and he's, he's working hard to, to do what is after uh, doing the, on the pitch. I think happy 
for him because last season was was tough for him. But I think in this way, I think it's going to help the team to you know to to win to win points and to and to have a victory in our side. Rob, thanks for talking to us. Um, defeat tonight, but can you take a lot of positives from the performance? I can, and we have. I'm extremely proud of the players. I've got to say, we don't like losing. You know, and I know we said that a couple of weeks ago at Brighton. We don't, but there's ways to lose. When our supporters are clapping us off like that at the end, it makes me feel extremely proud to represent in this club. Extremely proud to work with these players. They're really honest. They gave absolutely everything. We just lacked a little bit in both ends of the pitch tonight. Um, but we competed. I think anyone watching the game would, would agree with that as well. It felt at 1-0, particularly in the second half, that you were really in it. You just needed that one chance and it didn't quite come your way. I did. We, we had one really good moment with Ryan Giles. It got half-blocked attempt. And that was, you know, you're not, we know we're not going to get many opportunities here at Stamford Bridge. And we had some moments to cross the ball where the final bit wasn't quite good enough. I felt when they got the second goal, the game was becoming tri- quite transitional. And um, you could smell a goal. And we were just hoping it was going to be us that got it. Unfortunately, it was them. They had that final pass, that final finish, because they've got top, top players. It's not a surprise to us. Um, so, yeah, for the game to go away from us towards the end, it is frustrating. Again, we'll learn, we'll improve, we'll come back better next week. Now, former Premier League referee and the world's most well-known Tranmere Rovers fan, Mike Dean, has admitted he failed to correct a mistake by fellow referee Anthony Taylor when he was on VAR duty. Why did he do that? Well, because he wanted to protect his, and I quote, mate. Dean was speaking on Simon Jordan's Upfront podcast, and Simon and Martin Keown discussed the interview on White and Jordan yesterday. I made a few mistakes as VR. I missed the stupid hair pull at bloody Chelsea Tottenham, which was pathetic from my point of view. And it's one of them where if we had my time again, what would I do? I'd, I'd send Anshu to the screen. I think that I knew he was going to have a centre of the screen. I've, I've said this before is that he's cautioned both managers. He's had a hell of a game. It's been such a tough game end to end. And I said to Andy afterwards, I said, I just didn't want to send you to the screen after what's gone on in the game. And Andy said, it doesn't matter what goes on in the game. I didn't want to send him up because he's a mate as well as a referee and I think I didn't want to send him up because he didn't want any more because what he already had and, and, and he's, he's big and bold enough and ugly enough to know for a while that if he's got on the screen he's got on the screen for a reason and mm. I think that it's a really bad really really bad call by me and it kind of affected me as VR going forward probably right. missed a few games because I think if you I said before about you know if you're a referee you t- get out of the limelight that was a major major error the thing about it is he's, he's trying to protect a friend he's trying to protect a mate and when you're in a position of authority like this, is this is about I'm just looking at the integrity and the honesty of this. I mean, we, the ramifications were huge on that day for for both managers. Tuchel lost the plot completely, the injustice of what was was happening around him, and it was happening because the chap in VAR was trying to protect his mate, who was the referee. So I just can't believe and fathom that through. What should come into his mind is what's rightful, the right decisions in that moment. And you shouldn't be in a job of that importance if it is that something comes into your mind that's on other than the truth and justice on the day. I think it's remarkable what he's saying there. I know he's been honest, but I don't want to hear it. I honestly don't want to hear that he's tried to protect his mate above all else. And what he's there for is to make sure that the, the rules are upheld and the game is played in a fair manner. And that simply did not happen. I watched it that day, Cucurella, start of last season. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Mm. But he, I thought he missed it, but he didn't miss it. He just wanted to protect his mate. That's just unbelievable. Contextually, you have to take it into the framework of the entire hour that he spoke, because what he was doing was being very fluid and very candid, and also talking about the clear delineation delineation between his 
capability as a referee on the field and his capability as a VAR official. And he was very clear in the fact that he didn't feel that he was able to be a VAR. He wasn't taken out by the PGMOL. He decided that this wasn't for him. And in conjunction with them, they both came to that conclusion. Now, when you look at it's it... It's kind of 50-50, isn't it? Well, so? I think there was... No matter, you, you could make the argument, and he wasn't defending the, the accusation about me suggesting that he was pushed before he... You know, jumped before he pushed. I mean, he's very he, honest. He's but really he spoke, honest But what he you. spoke about, very candidly, yeah. was his inability to be a VAR official. It wasn't for him. He couldn't do it. He couldn't find the ability to be able to use a technology the way he wanted to. He struggled with the concept of a very different role than being on the field. Now, if we want to conflate that into his on-field performances, then that's our gift. He's opened that particular door. But contextually, when I was listening to him, I thought there's somebody making subjective decisions like we all do in life, and we all make subjective decisions. Now, the language that he used, I don't think is what he was trying to impart, that he was suggesting that he was sparing his friend, but it sounds precisely like what it sounds. That's what he was doing. But if you listen to the entire interview, rather than that excerpt, you'll have a very different view of Mike Dean. Liverpool forward Mohamed Salah has been linked with a mega money move to Saudi Arabian side Al Ittihad. In a moment, we'll hear what Jurgen Klopp had to say on the matter. But first, here's some of the reaction we've had on TalkSport, including former Liverpool winger Jermaine Pennant and that man again, Simon Jordan. He's as mesmerising as Messi, as ruthless as Ronaldo. Magic Mo Salah is Liverpool's latest icon. I still reckon they should keep hold of him, and I hope they do keep hold of him. And next year, if Saudi's still sniffing around, then they can look at right, get the players we need. When he was leaving the field, he was ripping off all his bandage off his hand, throwing. Remember that? Just wonder, was he just being a little bit, I'm not happy, come and get me? We just can't let him go at this point without having a contingency plan. I mean, seven days left. If it was up to me, he wouldn't go, even if it was for 150. We've got him under contract. Would Man City sell De Bruyne? FSG, time to go. They have money to turn out everybody's lights. That emboldenedness was already there, right? What they need to be able to do is have an opportunity to capitalise on the fact that they're now prepared to do whatever it takes, whether it's a byproduct of the Qatari World Cup and the issues in the Middle East about who's the top dog in that particular region. All of those come into play. But the bottom line is, is they will always be emboldened. They've got more money than everybody. Yeah. The only thing that will stop it is the same principle that the Americans want to deploy, which is why the debate's going for the Senate about Live Golf Tour and stuff like this, where they don't allow nation states to own assets that are significant to the countries in which these assets are being bought from. Yeah. So with that in mind, they can be as emboldened as they want. They don't own world football. They're not going to own world football. World football is going to allow them to develop, and when they want to become a proper meaningful league, playing as a meaningful league with the big boy leagues, they're going to be brought in line economically. By that time, they'd have had two or three years to do what they want. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing to talk about from our point of view. Uh, Mosala is a Liverpool player. Obviously, for all of the things we do, essential. And in Mo, you still see your players fully committed to Liverpool football club? One hundred percent. Money's always talked and, and talked very loudly in football, but this is a completely big player with a, a different deck of cards to anybody else, even perceived footballing world powers. I I understand one hundred percent. That's not comfortable. It's not cool for us. That's how it is. But um, so if we go and want a player from, I don't know. 
Wigan Athletic. And we go there and, and, and they, they, they tell us the price and we pay it, probably. Probably. But it depends a little bit. Not only us, big clubs in the world of football, stuff like this. In Bundesliga like that, if Bayern comes, if Dortmund comes, then that's the way it goes. And now, yes, there's a next level, definitely. And it's not it's not great. And But I think this is kind of part of the business. But what makes it, from a specific moment on, pretty much not possible to deal with anymore is in the moment our transfer window closes and the other transfer window stays open. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. On to boxing now on a huge day in the heavyweight division with the massive clash between champion Alexander Usyk and challenger Daniel Dubois tonight from 9pm on TalkSport. Our team in Poland have been speaking to both fighters as well as promoter Frank Warren. And still the unified heavyweight champion of the world from Ukraine, Alexander What does it mean to you to be fighting in front of your own people here? What does it mean to you? Uh, listen, I'm very happy uh, with my fight in the Poland. It's good. It's it's good opportunity, and for me, it's good opportunity. And uh, people uh, who live in Ukraine, who live in uh, Poland now. Have you got a message when you beat Daniel Dubois? Have you got a message for Tyson Fury as well? See you later. Queen. <laughs> Calling him the Gypsy Queen, yeah. Gypsy Another Gypsy Queen, King. okay. Yeah. Okay. Greedy belly, I love you. <laughs> WBO International Heavyweight Champion Triple D, Daniel Dynamite Dubois. When you box Joe Joyce, the only defeat on your record, it seemed like the occasion maybe at, at that time. There was no you. occasion, was it? Yeah, it was that's what I'm saying, but it just seemed church. that the, the, the magnitude no... of the fight. But yeah. here you seem to be enjoying it more. Yeah, I, I, I love being out. I love being, you know, 
given his, you know, in this in this position to do it, to do it, to do the thing. I mean, 45,000 fans out there on Saturday night. Majority of them are going to be Ukrainians. Are you prepared to go in the lines then? Of course, Daniel. You know, you know the story. But I'm, you know, I'm focused. I'm tunnel vision. Yeah, sure. Well, listen, Daniel. Give us a prediction. How does this fight go on Saturday night? You get the win inside the distance. By any means necessary. Whatever we have to do, we have to do it. Mr. Warren, I tell you what. What an unbelievable setting for for a heavyweight contest at the weekend. I think it's Busek's toughest fight he's ever had at heavyweight. You know, he came up, he fought Witherspoon, then he fought Derek Chisora, and for me, Daniel will beat Derek Chisora all day long. And they had sparred back then, and Derek didn't really want to fight him. We made an offer for the fight. And then he fought a Joshua, who for me has not been the same fighter since Ruiz, or maybe just before that fight. And he didn't come to fight, he basically didn't use his physical attributes he's a big guy and backed off of uh, Usyk and fought Usyk's fight he won't do that Alright, that's it for today's podcast. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you choose to get your podcasts from. The TalkSport app, by the way, is the easiest place to listen to Bournemouth versus Tottenham and Manchester United versus Nottingham Forest exclusively on TalkSport this afternoon. Just saying. There'll be another one of these TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing tomorrow morning. Until then, thanks for listening and stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.